0: High noon on a Wednesday here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host Pam Benjamin. I am joined right now by Stefan Aronson. Yay. Used to have a show yeah. here years ago, and now you do this awesome thing called Balanced Breakfast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Both, yeah. both are fun.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm incredibly excited about the upcoming conference Mega. Day long learning expo, hangout hang yeah. situation that I am so over the moon to be involved with. Well, you do something
1: here. important here, so it seems like we need to let people know more about what's going on here at Mutiny Radio.
0: That's good. Thanks for thinking it's important. I think free speech is important. I think that alternative news, free speech, and and just differing opinions that aren't necessarily driven from finance from a financial source. I think that's huge because. It just seems like everything out there right now is... Remember when Britney Spears was the thing and it was like, oh, well, it's just pop music and it's just like, you know, whatever. And sort of there was a vapidity that surrounded maybe like pop music and it wasn't really like a... Kind of a... Now, like that fakeness seems to have perseverated and like con into every fiber of our being like what is true art anymore when there's people that make money being an Instagram influencer Mm -hmm. and it's like their opinion somehow matters now and people are giving them money for their opinions and stuff and I'm like whoa if someone's giving you money for your opinions then your opinions are the opinions of the money right?
1: So, So you're suggesting if Britney Spears shaved her head again we wouldn't really be paying much attention right now?
0: Well, we wouldn't be paying attention to anything like we aren't anyways. I'd love to see her do something wild again. You know why she shaved her head back then? It's because they were going to drug test her and she was worried about losing her kids. Uh, And so a hair test, can it goes all the way back. uh, So if she chopped off her hair, they couldn't do a hair test.
1: That makes sense smart
0: yeah right
1: but play it off as like media i'm going crazy i'm freaking
0: out <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm losing my mind so are you losing your mind tell us about this amazing symposium that you're putting together
1: yeah so um we do a thing called balanced breakfast which uh, basically tries to bring people together to talk about what they're working on over a meal uh, we feel like if if you're drinking coffee and having food it kind of brings the the barriers down and you start uh, loosening up and feeling like oh this is a safe place i can talk about like the music i'm writing my creative flow the things i'm thinking about and so we do that every first and third thursday in san francisco but we have 30 other chapters in other cities.
0: Wow. Yeah. Did you, and did you, you started this? Yeah. And then it, how did these other chapters come about where people, you went to other places or people came to you and they were like, this is a great idea. We want to franchise yeah. this.
1: Well, it turns out people are hungry for social opportunities. So the the, mm. the idea of community and the and, and hanging out together and, and bonding uh, is something that isn't unique to me, but the idea that uh, you could package it and deliver it to people makes it so they can receive it. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild that like just the idea of like, hey, come have coffee and have breakfast with us, and people are like, wait, can we do that in our city? I'm like, well, you don't need a title to do it, but sure, <laughs> sure, let's give you a title.
0: So, did you? I mean, is this how you're making your living now?
1: Not yet. Through okay, it's a passion project for right. now. But it's it's one of those things. It's a passion project that now is an LLC. So it's like, uh, I, I gotta protect, gotta protect yourself. It's like one of the things we talk about.
0: See, I haven't done that yet. Mutiny yeah. Radio is still a sole proprietorship. Yeah. Is that it's really well, is that really dangerous? So that your stuff kind of you have business people that talk to each other, and yeah. give each other ideas and they network and yep. say, oh, you have to do the Instagram now, but you're over forty. Well, you can get this kid to run it for you yeah. or whatever.
1: Yep. It's, the idea is like you talk about how much you can do by yourself and then. How how much you need to get help for? So, uh, uh, like the idea of—I of, um, think. Okay, I might be wrong, but I think you're protected with a sole proprietorship. But the idea is that I'm creating ways that if anybody was like, "Oh man, breakfast wrecked my life, and I want money," they can't come after my money. Right. They'll come after uh, whatever money breakfast has, which is 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 a different entity than me.
0: Right. Wow. Yeah. I see. Because that's the thing that we made is that corporations are people.
1: Yeah. Well, that like, yeah, the, the, if, if, um, if, if balanced breakfast was solely done through my taxes and, and my bank account, then someone could say you did me wrong and they could come after my bank account.
0: Oh, good thing. I have, my stuff is together, but I'm so poor. There's nothing for them to get.
1: Right. But I think, (laughs) but I think they could, right. You'd be, you'd be poor, but then you'd have a lawsuit on top of that. Wow. That would be insane. That would not be okay. That would not
0: be okay. I can't imagine anybody though. I mean... I have liability insurance, so if someone falls mm-hmm. through the floor, it's okay. Yeah, but people people go after people for stuff like that. Like you ruined my life.
1: The the I mean I f- I, I, I hope not.
0: I hope not too. I hope Th- that's not the too. thing. Is like, I mean I don't. I'm so sequestered from the world that I mean, it sounds like an amazing idea having breakfast with people. And but then but then does it sometimes become like. How many times do you meet? Is it just once, or is it uh, first Thursday and third Thursdays of every month? And but people go back continuously. Oh yeah, like they. It's almost like therapy.
1: Oh, it, we joke that it is like AA for the music industry. That like oh, that so you do your name and then you you say what it is is like the, that you're like that you're need help with. Right. So I was like, oh, I've had this project and I would love your opinion, but it's very much like. Jokingly, but seriously, like I've never been to an AA meeting, but m- my assumption is you say your name and you say like what's been bothering you over the last month. So Right. Uh, that's basically what we do with breakfast. Is just like that kind of that kind of conversation.
0: So Latoya uh, meets Stefan Aronson He is Hi. the creator of Balanced Breakfast, which is a uh, twice a month. People in the music industry get together and have breakfast together and talk about what they're doing, what their needs are, what their wants are, what they're creating. And now it has 30 different cities that do it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm on this upcoming symposium thing. Yeah. February 9th? Yep. How many dates? So it's not this weekend. Saturday, all day, next weekend. And I'm lucky enough to be on this panel about radio.
1: Yeah, the importance of radio. The
0: importance of radio. Yeah. It's almost like the importance of poetry. I I read a book like a long time ago that was said, Does Poetry Matter? And it was just funny to me because if you're reading, I mean, does it, things start to become obsolete like theater. Does theater matter? Mm-hmm. Does radio matter? I mean, radio's not even 150 years old mm-hmm. and it's already like, you know.
1: Well, because it can't see you.
0: Right, well, and then there's the ephemery. I think also that our, everything has changed now for us because we used to be dealing in ephemeral art, meaning you created it, it consumed it, it's gone theater there were people in front of you on a stage and then you were there and you experienced it and then they're gone. Music was played live and even before records and the wax and all that kind of stuff right like it was an ephemeral, art was ephemerary, and everyone just was like yeah of course that's how it is. Even food when you create a beautiful dish and people eat it and then it's gone and it, you get a poop, you get mm. a second one on yeah. the food wow. I, whoa! But now that everything is digitized and Record, it, everything is a is an artifact, mm-hmm. but radio still really isn't an. Ar- even though now podcasting, it's mm-hmm. an artifact.
1: Yeah, it's
0: a digital artifact. So what it's happened to like real radio and theater mm-hmm. and music and? It does it? You keep switching microphones. I'll leave both of them up It's okay. Oh, Very television. Good. Yeah. Well, television is. But it still is it taped? I guess there is some ephemeral television, like old news stories from maybe like. Or like two two seven. I don't think anybody taped that. You know, like like old sitcoms or something that were.
1: Well, off that off that television thing though, I think TV's trying to figure out how to how to make a comeback as well because everybody's just doing Amazon and uh, and Netflix and all the streaming services right. where we can control like how much we want to pay and not have commercials or do have commercials. And, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the fact that like now with a uh, a digital antenna, you can get HD channels and whatnot on your normal TV, which means wait, you're you're investing into normal TV again? Like what?
0: Right, and I, I mean I remember when I was really little, they had come out with tiny TVs, and everybody was like, that's dumb. No one wants a tiny TV. And now people watch everything on their phone, so it's mm-hmm. like, why do we just train people for screen size? Anyway, back to back to <laughs> ephemery. I feel like radio is still although podcasting now is non ephemeral, so I I mean anyways, the importance of radio, does it is it still important? Is news important? Is you know alternative media biased? I mean podcasts are like completely biased. Like every single I podcast think, is fake
2: news. I think everyone is overwhelmed by too much media. Because people used to get their news from just like the newspaper, and you used to have to only like four TV, three TV stations, ABC, CBS, NBC, and then you had the newspaper, um, and um, which was journalism, which is dead too. Right, right. It's that's another thing. They don't call it journalism; it's blogging. Um, (laughs) But now you can, you know, since the internet. And I will say social media within the past 15, 10 years, most people now, especially if you're millennial, you do get your information. You don't watch CNN anymore. You get your news from like, uh, like I get my news from Huffington
1: Post. I get my news um, from
0: comedians on stage. Um, like, that's you how know. I learned about the government shutdown. And
1: you had to Google it and be like, how much of that was true?
0: Well, right. I just, I like, oh, okay, it's true. And that's a, that's
2: I a scary thing too. Because like bankrupt. now, you know, things in, in you know, in journalism people make mistakes but now you have there's so much news out there you don't know especially online you don't know if it's fact or true
0: yeah. well it's everyone's opinion and everyone's a star now that's the thing about the music industry too anyone can record at home right Every, like now with the iphone you can take it's like everyone's a photographer sort of like the technology has caught up to us where there used to be like here are the talented people that are doing this. And now it's like, here are the tools that anybody can create this. So then what separates like, and what if you're really talented but you don't use the technology, then like, oh no, how do you, you're like, tum- that's how I feel. I feel like I'm tumbling through the ether because I just cannot accept the technological moves forward, I feel like that old lady that's like, ah, my grandson will program my VCR. You know, like, I can't.
1: Well, another big problem is I'm, I'm with Balanced Breakfast, I'm planning our South by Southwest showcase. And we have three days there and we'll do 24 bands. But we, we got, um, uh, we use two platforms. We use our own platform, which we got about 150 applications on. And then we used uh, Reverb Nation to, to get the people that don't even know about us yet, so it's like someone else's platform. And we got a thousand applications on Whoa! that, which is cool. But then you start looking at their numbers, which should let you know how many fans they have, but there's all these bots out there. So you go and you see this person, you go, hmm, I don't know much about you. You don't have any mutual friends with me, but you have 50,000 uh, followers on Facebook. That seems weird. So then you go look at their shows and you say, well, not a lot of people are RCPing to their shows. You go look at their pictures. Not a lot of people are liking their pictures, but you have fifty thousand people following you on Facebook. What's going on?
0: Here? Yeah, I can you. That's you, the scary part. You can it's buy. Annoying. You can buy people. I'm yes. like, wait a minute, yeah. I need to buy. All, Little, all of our s- All of our stuff is organic, so like they're actual people that, which I, I think bodes well. But I mean, everyone else, they're they're monetizing and. The, that's all the stuff. If I was to go to a balanced breakfast, I uh, my question would be, I'd be like, help me monetize. I yeah. can't. I'm a socialist. I just, well, that's the other thing. Now everyone has to do everything. I just want to be the talent. Mm-hmm. By God. Like, if, if you need a comedian <laughs> for South by Southwest, holy oh, yeah, shit.
1: there you go. There's oh. a weekend for that. Oh, there is. Jeez.
2: I need to apply. You like the good old fashioned networking, mouth to mouth, telephone, the well, word of mouth. Yeah. I mean, I, which still works.
0: The power of the mouth still works. I, I think it does. I mean, I'm like, I love flyers. I'm old school. I like flyers. I like to get <laughs> People are like, now you gotta Inst- Instagram again. Well,
2: I, I used so to be a old. business card person, but yeah. I don't have anymore because I, I feel like, what's the point when
0: I have an Instagram, which, could, which is my, you know, business card. Well, the, so this is this is I'm so old school. This is Laura Ingalls Wilder throwback. I just reread some, <laughs> one of her things, Little Town on the Prairie, and it was a big deal because Laura got a quarter, twenty five cents from her dad for these cards, these name cards. They were the biggest thing in the East. And basically, they were just a card with someone's name on it. But it became, and this is like 1868, and it suddenly got out to Kansas that like, this is the coolest, newest thing is that you go to the print shop and they have these cards and and you get one with flowers or a bouquet or something. Or maybe it's just gold lettering with your name. And just making connections between like... Everyone's constantly trying to connect and say, here's me, remember me. And even back in 1868 with little pieces of paper and now now with Instagram and where it used to be business cards and flyers and like what you're doing is real connection. It's just like giving a flyer. They remember it because they're there and they're interacting together. And that all that real interaction, I think it has more meaning and weight than anything we can do digitally.
1: The well, that's I think that's why um, breakfast got popular was the idea that like we weren't connecting over a digital platform, saying like, hey, let's share ideas over this digital platform. We were saying, hey, let's sit down and I can actually see you and touch you and be like, hey, like. Are you having a bad day? Do you want a hug? <laughs> wow.
0: So how much do these things cost? Is it just breakfast or is there so a membership fee or how does it every all work? Every first
1: and third Thursday is free. Um, we just we, Yeah, we just try to build off of uh, uh, social clout and, and the idea of hanging out together. And then we try to do um, pinnacle events. So the summit is like a, a big deal and that one will cost money. But everything else is like coming out, coming out. And then
0: where do you get food from? Do people, do they donate it?
1: So yes and no. Um, uh, um, we're normally at Cyclast, and everybody's buying their own coffee and just hanging out. Right. But then every once in a while, uh, corporations will catch air of us and say, "Hey, come hang out with us." So we were at uh, um, Hard Rock Cafe. Um, Whoa. Yeah, and, and that
0: makes sense. Music.
1: Yep, exactly. And well, and <laughs> that I think makes it makes so sense, much on, sense. I think it makes sense on two on two um, parts because. Hard Rock Cafe should be inviting musicians in to say, hey, use our space and we'd like to pamper you a little bit. Here's some here's some bagels and some donuts and coffee. But also, I, I did a, we always do icebreakers and I did an icebreaker and asking everybody, well, when was the last time you were on Pier 39? And everybody's like, <gasps> um Hmm Uh three years ago, sure. five years ago, six? Well, if I mean, that's not good for hard rock cafes. No, so. they
0: they're, and they're they're supposed to. I mean, it doesn't have to be just a tourist destination. Yeah. So yeah, so they're they're networking as well with locals, and that's yeah. that's
1: so, so cool. So now, so now, like 20, 20 musicians can say, oh, I was just on Pier Thirty Nine. I went to Hard Rock Cafe. It's pretty cool inside of there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that like alone, I just said it again here on the yeah, show. Yeah, here so we it's go. Like,
0: it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean be a tourist for a day yeah. why not we, yeah. we have a beautiful city how know. old is that hard rock cafe does anyone it's know been
1: there as long as as long as i've been in san francisco which is 14 years 14
0: years wow ah. did you come straight from
1: college here where'd you come from i came for grad school here oh yeah. what do you
0: what'd you get your graduate degree
1: in? I, I have a master's in graphic design
0: wow
1: yeah. wow so then i got hooked and everybody like, was moving That's to Portland, and I was like, I've been there. I
0: saw your art at Wix, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's throwback. Yeah, that, super <laughs> throwback. But I remember.
0: So graphic design. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Where'd you go to school? You came the up Academy to... Academy of Art. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's
1: a c- cool school filled with a bunch of people that don't live here.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. A lot of people... I've lived in the same building for 10 years, and I'm right across... I'm right really near I'm in the Tenderloin so a lot of my building has had Academy of Fart Farts, students yeah. yeah I love <laughs> the buses when they go down and it's like oh fart mm-hmm. but did you did that experience was graduate school worth it for you I, I also went to graduate school yeah. and I just curious
1: I'm torn I am um, yeah I'm torn uh, I feel like I feel like um, I, f- I feel like Sort of. Um, I feel. I feel like t- to get into grad school, they blow a lot of smoke, and they say like, when you get out, everybody will want you, and you'll yeah. be so hireable, and the people will be pounding on your door to say, "Come work with us! Come work with us!" And for for a half second, that was true because. Um, I got to work at Lucasfilm for two years, yeah, which is super cool. And that was like a connection from an instructor who said, "Well, you're, you're, what you're doing here is really good," and brought me over there to work at Lucasfilm. And and then he said, "Okay, well, so this was temporary to give you like a launching point so that you can get the next thing." and uh, Then everybody wouldn't touch me. They were like, "No, you'll be bored here. Uh, no, no way. You'll, like, you're like, you're 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 not gonna like what we work on." And I was like, "Oh, childhood star, I can't go anywhere else." Wow. Yeah, it was a bummer. Um,
0: but now you're doing while well, you're doing your own thing. That's exciting. Yeah.
1: yeah. So so I would say grad school is sort of worth it, but it should cost about a quarter of what it costs.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I was sort of when I went in for, for I got I have a graduate degree in uh I have fiction and then an MFA in poetry. Oh, God, why? What? <laughs> like, I ever thought that it was anything mm-hmm. except, like, just the my own narcissism. Like, yes, I will get an advanced degree in poetry. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course. And then I will, get, I will get published or I will work at a school somewhere. It will be bit They'd graduate so many people with MFAs and everyone thinks they're either going to write the next novel. or mm-hmm. th- And what it has to do with is who your parents were and if you, have an, if you know an agent. Like, yeah. it really is. I didn't meet any people with money when I was in graduate school, so So, I don't have... So my book deals were all, you know, tiny publishing things. It wasn't like I knew anybody at Collins or whatever.
1: So um, comedy is poetry of poop and sex jokes, then? Yeah,
0: Yeah. well, comedy is poetry that people actually listen to. Uh, The problem is that poetry is uh, pretentious, and nobody wanted to hear my poem about my third abortion. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, but the joke is it's I've only had two the third is for comic effect but I do a lot of abortion (laughs) jokes I used to do a lot of abortion poems and I'd be up at open mics and people would just be like I know and I'd be up there too it would be like at one point I was at amnesia before it became a comedy open mic and it was poetry and everyone was kind of talking and I was really trying to pour my heart or whatever and I just said if I take my top off will you guys listen Mm. and everyone was like yeah, so I took my shirt off And I did it in my bra, I did the rest of my poems And everybody fucking paid attention And nice. I was like, oh, okay <laughs> I guess that's how I do it
1: now, so, now you just have to be aware of which bra you're wearing that day Or each day
0: Right, well, or the for me, I'm such a feminist I don't give a fuck Like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother I, Like, I don't shave, I'd be like Look, my armpit hair's gross, woo doo Or whatever But I did, I made, I never would have gotten To comedy if I hadn't gotten an MFA in poetry and I never I mean and I'm glad that I am where I am now but did I have to pay all that money to get Mm -hmm. there Mm. but also I don't know if I'd be such if I would have been such a wordsmith on my own without having assignments Mm -hmm. and people guiding me and saying accomplish these goals Mm -hmm. have this body of work and then you're like oh
1: no for sure like the, the grad school definitely refined a very wild and crazy designer into someone that had rules and said this is why I break them um, right which I didn't have before I was just young and dumb
0: brilliant willy nilly
1: yeah
0: so what's the ultimate goal with balanced breakfast what would you if you were if you could see yourself yeah. in 10 years balanced breakfast like what would be the ideal mm. like situation for you
1: um, financially stable <laughs> <laughs> no, that uh, let's see. I would say I would there's there's definitely two answers to that. There's the 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 hippie answer which is oh if we could all just hang out and have breakfast and we can do it in every city and oh man people would be loving on each other and it would be great <laughs> and we we'd just see like like everybody just happy. Um, and musicians are making money great and my (laughs) needs aren't important um but uh but truthfully how about all that plus a a financial uh source of income that says hey now now you can love on all these musicians but you also have uh stability in, in that a paycheck is coming in for some reason right that'd be cool
0: yeah, that is hey, that's the dream. How did you get so into music from a graphic design standpoint? Was it that you were working with bands and making yeah. promotion for them or is it you just love music and you always have or
1: is that childhood desire to be a rock star and then realizing <laughs> that you have none of the skills it takes to be a rock star? So it's like the grass is greener on the other side. Well, if I can't be a rock star, I'd like to hang out in the green room with rock stars.
3: Ah, Smart. That's a yeah. Cool
1: idea. Yeah. So so it's like now I've I've seen green rooms that I would never have seen before. Before, so i like been to Great American Music Hall, been in the green rooms. So, cool. Yeah, that, that's so it's like it's like I, I will I will I will never be a rock star. I might end up on stage with a microphone, but um, you don't want my album if I ever make it. Like <laughs> it will be. But
0: the art on the front will be yeah, incredible. It
1: will be. The be, album design and it'll, it'll be, be marketed tough-notch. so well, um, and it'll be auto-tuned beyond. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this this is a situation where autotune is a good thing.
0: So (laughs) tell us about the symposium. You do one a year, you do two a year. This
1: is our second one. Second one. Yeah, and it's um, two days because the first day is uh, Friday. Why not have a pre-party? There you go. And then the second day is just let's hang out all day long. And there are three panels every hour starting at 11 o'clock till... Until um, ending at five o'clock, wow. and it'll cover everything from like radio to licensing to um, law, business, social media, everything that like that that you might need to know more about in order to, to, to be successful in the scene. Wow! It cross and it crosses genres. It's like it, it it's pitched at at musicians because um, or music industry professionals because uh, that's our niche, but all the things we talk about. Are are good for people who are trying to self promote. So if you're trying to figure out how to make a business, if you're trying to figure out how to get people to hear what you're doing, like that can go radio, that can go um, co- comedians, but yeah. it'll have a a, a a twist with a music theme.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we play a lot of music here. Yeah. I wish we always. I wish we had more. Like we just got another music show, and I'm like, thank God, yeah. <laughs> because. Just there is a there is a limit to how much comedy yeah. people can <laughs> deal with all day long, twenty four seven. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare! Just uh, like my voice droning on with abortion jokes. Are there uh, certain uh,
2: genres of music that you favor? Anything in particular? Are you one of those? I love it all.
1: No, um, <laughs> I don't have to love it to love hanging out with the people that come. But yeah. uh, but uh, I, I definitely would say that that. Um, I, okay, so two, two answers to that question. We definitely um, have a lot of indie rock and a lot of singer-songwriters. But nice. I would love to figure out how to um, m- kind of m- make it more inclusive to, to like the uh, hip-hop rap scene.
3: Oh! I, I, feel like,
1: I feel like there's a lot that... I've, I've said this for a long time. I feel like there's a lot that... Um, the 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 rock scene can learn from the hip-hop scene and vice versa they like that i feel like when you when you go over to um like i don't know
0: remember run dmc
1: but i feel like the, those scenes promote in very different ways mm-hmm. like yes like the
0: mixtape yeah. mouth to mouth too with oh, yeah. cyphers all those rapper guys oh, yeah. they all know the soundcloud yeah. Yeah. yeah, SoundCloud rappers.
1: Yeah. And 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 I feel like the rap scene is much more family oriented, much more like like inclusive, much more like if I if I'm going to the show, I'm going to bring you with. If I'm if I get this, I'm going to make sure you're there. And I don't think the rock scene does that enough to be like this is these are my people and we we we
2: There used to be a time like when I I know when I used to see, Go and see bands all the time. It there used to be like I guess like kind of like a, a following yeah, of like so and so is going to be here in town. Great, we'll go. And it, it wasn't some big name or anything. It was just a band that we listened to on the college station. <laughs> I'm aging myself uh, that we liked. And so now I, I think you don't see that following anymore maybe it's i I think also too certain genres of music need to arise from the dead and have a resurrection like for example now that a lot you have a lot of people talking about like how punk is dead which it is and then how rap is dead A, a lot of it sucks right now um but i think it also it has something to do with what you're talking about that following of fans not not just because they're on social media but it's about because the music because they
0: actually go and yeah, yeah. I mean
2: that's the because thing. I think people are drawn to music now not because of the music but because of either the clout they have on social media or the celebrity they have on social media the music becomes secondary mm-hmm. i've noticed that with like with recently cuz i know certain different kind of rappers but I know their drums, but I don't know their music. I'm like, that's fucked up. It should be mm. the opposite. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Mm. I just, I guess I um, I want to see, I want to see um, more of my friends that do like rock music figuring out how to hit the street and say, hey, like this is this is my album, check it out. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, sure. Like, the, exactly.
0: The marketing strategies that leave different your house, people leave. get off your
1: <laughs> computer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Hit yeah. the streets. Yeah. So um, you mentioned. Rock scene and how it's it could be a little different in family and blah blah blah. Do you have anything at your symposium about like the pitfalls of drug use when you're in a band or anything like that? Is That's it the ever burgeoned into <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just I've I've known I hang out with a lot of guys in metal bands and I have for many years. I'm I like metal. As you can say, I'm wearing the metal uniform and my little jacket or whatever. Which uh, little gloves. Which my little gloves or whatever. But and I don't, I don't do that stuff anymore. But that was one of the, from the guys I know in metal bands, they're like, there are the, there are the do cocaine's and the don't cocaine's, mm-hmm. and those that do do shows together, and those that don't don't. And so a lot of people feel like they won't get booked or they don't know how to get shows unless they, I mean, is that has that ever come up or is that just like, like that because. I don't know. One of the cool things about being a rock star is that, like, it's a rock star lifestyle. Yeah. Like, party, party. So hard and have so much fun. And I, then, f- yeah. I feel
1: like, mm, that's a good question. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we're in a bit of a straight edge, uh, like, time period. Like, a little bit. Not, not, like, not, like, super. But I feel like there's a lot of people that have stopped drinking, that have stopped, like, uh uh, uh, doing drugs and are are Gone per- vegan. yeah or like just are yeah. currently like not not partaking in any of the d- the the, the drugs. debauchery yeah I, f- I feel like at least I keep seeing things on the internet talking about it, like oh like I I haven't drank for five years now or um, that's good um, which I assume means they're not doing coke as well but, <laughs> yeah um,
0: probably yeah, yeah
1: PC for social media uh, but uh, um, I would say I I. I don't run into... I, I know that there's coke in San Francisco, but I don't run into it as much as um, being a problem with most of the people that I'm hanging out with. It's yeah. the
2: heroin and the meth. Yeah, That's right. when you get... The coke part is the fun part until you, um, until you become an addict. Yeah. But it's like you can't be on stage... Like, like on heroin, you you can't, especially if you're going to supposedly rock out, it's the opposite. It's a downer. Yeah. How are you going to perform? And then the antics that go
0: along with it, you know? The people are crazy. Yeah.
2: There are always going to be drugs around. That's...
0: This is like a weird, here's a weird, completely different segue. Did you, that whole, so you're putting together a huge, like, it's not a festival, but it's a huge symposium. There's tons of things going on. There's lots of work. The festival's not till September. But so you do a music festival too. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Is it, you do, so every year now you're doing a symposium and a music festival. So I was going to ask by you
1: Southwest.
0: and South by Southwest.
1: Yeah. Wow. Hopefully more. Yeah. Hopefully more to come.
0: So did you, did you see the thing about the fire festival and all that? And like, <laughs> that's not the perfect example that it was all social media hype yeah. and then nothing happened. And there was no, there was, there was no real grounding in reality. But like, cause when I was like, well, where's your electricity going to come from and how are you going to set the stage? And you're dealing with all of these things, yeah. right? Like you're yeah. figuring out locations, stage setup whose drums you're using moving them through PA systems just yeah. all of that and then tickets and yeah. wow so how many festivals have you done?
1: Uh, well let's see this will be I think our our fifth South wow. by Southwest Wow. But um, this September will be our second festival. We we did seven venues in the mission uh, last September.
0: Wow, you're like um, a baby noise pop.
1: So that's the goal is like to kind of learn from noise pop and try to offer something similar but different that doesn't compete. That gives people another month to like catch bands. That's so cool. Yeah. But, I, but off of the Fire Fest thing, <laughs> I, I am aware of it. I'm going to watch it. But I've been telling friends that I'm going to do it right with a glass of wine, some candles, Mm-mm. like kind of like create that like relaxing, chill moment where you're like, yeah. this is all right. These things happen. And like, not to me, but these things happen.
0: No, it's, it was so, I, pu- <coughs> I put on a festival right. every year and this year is our biggest festival yet. I've so there's 44 shows in five days. Oh my God. Nah. And I know. And now this is our first time with another venue, which is the Roxy theater. And so it's like, ah, okay, we're doing two venues. Cause I like to do one venue because then I'm like, here yeah. I am and I can control everything. Yep. Cause I'm here. Yep. <laughs> Whereas with multiple venues, it's like you have to have a team that you trust. Mm, it's scary. That you're like, everybody's everywhere. But so that was the whole thing. When I watched it, I was like, it is very stressful because the first thing I thought was, well, where's he going to put the bathrooms? Huh. Because yeah. I wanted to do a block party here and the cost to be able to... to, the per- to, I'd have to ask all the neighbors, which was fine, and all of them would be fine with it. But then there was this... Event thing, and then even if our beer was donated, it was going to cost so much. And for every hundred people, you have to have a porta potty, mm-hmm. so you have to guess how many people you think are the coming capacity. and then have the per- just the porta potties alone are like mind blowing. I'm guessing it. you watched both, didn't you? No, 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 I don't pay money for things, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't no, like, no, subscribe I to Hulu. The-
2: Oh, so you just watched
0: the no, one? I just watched the one. I watched both. But I got a little obsessed with it. I started watching the YouTube videos of influencers, and that's why I was like, fuck these millennial See? dickbags. <laughs> I don't do anything except look pretty, and I'm an influencer, and I get paid to hold these shoes or stand here with my Hype. perfect face. and Because everything is how you look, of Hype. course, because that's how we do. But no, everyone in America, everything is completely based on face. It, it's all, but it's all fake. It's like, yeah. of course... Makeup is expensive, and if you put enough of it on, yeah, everyone looks. I just well, I, I just don't like. Oh, I hate the fakeness. I think fake it till you make it. Nothing could make me more angry. How about well, actually do be disciplined and do your you do the work, and do the due diligence, well, and do things
2: right? Anytime you have Blink One Eight Two as a headliner in two thousand seventeen is a red flag in the first place. But. That's true. Um, I, when it happened, I remember we were on the show and we were talking about it because we were making fun of those people. Yeah, and I'm still making fun of those people. Because first of all, they're looking at the documentary, there were so many red flags. And plus, how gullible is it for you to think that okay, you have this ad, right? And you have these beautiful like the boats and the supermodels. Do you think those super, those exact supermodels are going to be but there when thought. you're there? I mean, and the, it's it goes back to what my parents told me when i was younger don't believe everything you see on tv right. because it's not all true and on top of that or on the internet people um, pe- yeah people would people actually went through their savings account yeah just to go which i laugh at because i'm like how fucking dumb can you be i'm sorry it's 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 that's some well, stupid it
0: goes it goes to the new idea that millennials don't care about future wealth or anything. I they care. care about experiences.
2: I'm I'm an early millennial. I'm I know stupid from stupid. But
0: but that's how they're targeting. That's that's how, sort of how they target themselves. Even is is the this new younger generation is like
4: fabulous.
0: They, they're, they're so fabulous. Because, yes, F- lifestyle fabulous. Exactly. But I have a two dollar account. But <laughs> oh. for whatever reason, that's. Sort of what we're perpetuating in through and that and that
2: when it comes to festivals like that, that's taken away from what the music is. It's supposed to be a music festival. And so that's what I was saying kind of earlier. You're t- you're selling a lifestyle or you're talking about s- some clout rather than what the m- the most important part was supposed to be about the music. Mm. And so that, I mean, it's supposed to be a music festival. Right. Just like even, I-, I talk shit about Coachella, but you know, people are there actually for the music and then everything else comes secondary. You know, as much as like I, you know, it's expensive and it's hype, but you know, you know, Know, hey there's gonna be some great musicians here and i gotta see who's headlining before i want to go yeah. you know as for you know the fire festival the fraud festival <laughs> that dude knew what he was doing he was hustling well, people I and oh yes he so, did but here's the thing so yes, that guy that guy
0: had no problem asking for money you, i have a problem asking for money do you have a problem asking for money stefan yes mm-hmm. i do too because it takes control a little bit away from you and then your thing I feel like I know you want to keep it free for everybody but it's such a great idea and people it seems like they're getting so much out of it for example I on my stage I make open I make comedians pay two dollars for the open mic and it makes a difference little tiny bits so I would I would try to monetize very small because everyone it's like if everyone gives a dollar suddenly wow you got a (laughs) hundred dollars well, it keeps the lights on here, right? It keeps the lights on, but just I have trouble. I have trouble asking for money. Mm-hmm. every time I look for sponsors and everything. But you're doing a festival, so when you that one costs, right? Well, do you get the the bars who are part of it? They help with all the promotion stuff because they're having. Or how how does it how does it work? You, so you had seven venues last year. What yeah. what were they?
1: Uh, we had Knockout and we had El Rio and nice. uh, Makeout Room oh, and cool. Revolution Cafe and Amnesia and oh. Elbow Room and wow. Dope yeah Wow! Yeah, I think that was seven.
2: Those are the appropriate those, places yeah, too. That would I'm, you know, especially with the style of music or what have you, because it's yeah. got a collective vibe in all yeah. those places. It was and they're fun. Th-
0: and they're the right size too. You're, you're not gonna have to. I, I I love Amnesia. I've always yeah. loved Amnesia, and I, mean, I love their stage and I love that space and Makeout Room too is a great great stage. Elbow I love Room that stage. always is yeah. dope to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad they're gone. Same. Wait, Elbow. Wait, what? Elbow Room closed down. They're yeah. just gonna turn it into a big high rise. When? Um, the last first, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, it was. Motherfucker. A, they did so a um. They did a little <laughs> fundraiser for Mutiny Radio. Not. Too long before they closed. It was very yeah. sweet. On Valencia, yeah, it's gone.
2: Are you fucking? Oh, I know they had
0: they had happy hour until nine too, which was really nice. Their beers had that just hurt normally priced until nine. Oh, I don't. Man. Well, and that's the thing. Places are closing. The Hemlock is closed now. Yeah and so the
2: hemlock I know the, about the hemlock ah, see this is mm, okay so I'm gonna yeah, go, no, to go it's on a, a rant. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so if music venues are closing it's like where do people Oakland where are they gonna <laughs> see music
1: yeah there's so there, that's an interesting side topic off of the festival thing there is there is a fear and a frustration with venues closing and, and um, I met with Ben Van, Van Houten of the, like City City Hall, and or City, I guess you call it City Hall. He works for the city. <laughs> uh, and he does nightlife. And and we kind of went back and forth on it. And the, there's a frustration that venues are closing, but that's happened in San Francisco for the ages. There's always right. venues closing. Right, anti-social club. Yeah, and but he says, he doesn't have the exact, exact statistics, but but it's understood that usually another venue comes in that like mm-hmm. one closes and you're like no and then but, one comes in
2: but i've noticed some of the places that had clothes like you know because a lot of these places that you're talking about are like more like rock and roll bars Yeah. and which they're starting to fade and there's not even a a, a hardcore lesbian bar in the city anymore just point well, that out lexington club is no more but isn't
0: el rio lesbian owned
2: no are they it's not? not it's not like what lexington bar was oh, okay. Um, yeah. but the thing is the new places that come in I notice are usually the same you know the mixology the, the lounge set which is cool yeah. but it's not that, that other kind of vibe of like what what uh it's nine dollar drink five like Hemlock $5 is or what have five. you because yeah. Hemlock was always popping I used to bartend next door to it and I would go there after work and I remember like sometimes there would always be a line because there was a show but People would after that show would still stay at the bar.
0: and their bathroom with the curtain in the, the girls' curtain. bathroom. Yeah. one of the one of them was a real bathroom. The other one was a curtain, and it was always just so funny. To
2: me like, like, I, like I've only been here for since 2013, and I've seen some of the places that I would frequent. Like gone. I'm just yeah. like, there's no place else to go.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping it's a trend. Like the like, right now everybody wants these fancy cocktails, but that's gonna get burnt it's, out. It, and it then, should
0: be burnt out already. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. so many. So, um, for the symposium on the ninth, what yeah. what are some of the topics that you're really looking forward to either being a part of or yeah listening to
1: Um, I guess I guess uh, there there's one there's uh, one in the later afternoon that I'm excited about and uh, I'm I'm seeing how fast I can pull it up on my phone here Um, but it's it's all the people that I do business with talking about how to set yourself up as a business so um, it's it's the person who does my uh, taxes it's the person who is my lawyer it's uh
3: oh, a, a a, yeah. oh um, nice. yeah. you have a lawyer oh yeah
1: you got to have a lawyer as soon as you're signing things you got to <laughs> have a lawyer um. Yeah. It's. 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 Yeah. Super crazy that like breakfast was started as people sitting around a table just having a meal together and hanging out, and and now I have a lawyer and the LLC for that. It's. it's, it's
2: <laughs> That's appropriate business. Police least
1: it's. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I know that it's important. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's yeah. business. B i d n e s s. Yeah. Business. So
1: the 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 panel's called "How to Treat It Like a Business." Um, has Peter, uh, Jack, uh, Jacobson from Music City SF, Mark Pearson from ARC Law Group, uh, Bob Duskus from Six Degrees Rec- Records, uh, uh, Dave Bogan from, uh, Tune Registry, and Allison Lucille Griggs from, uh, uh, Note for Note Accounting. Awesome. I'm hoping I didn't slaughter any of those names. I'm, I'm going to, like, they're going to come back to me later and be like, dude, you know me, you know how to say my name. And I'm like, yeah, but I was nervous. <laughs> Just reading.
0: Uh, what's what's another one that you're thinking like? so if Hey, everybody. Yeah. And can people still get tickets, and where can oh, they yeah, for get their sure. tico- those uh, tickets?
1: You can look up uh, uh, the, the BB Music Summit on Facebook, or you can look up uh, Balanced Breakfast Music Summit on Eventbrite, um, or just look up Stefan Aronson, that's me, and say, hey, how do I get a ticket? Oh, my gosh. Or hit up Pam and say, how do you get I get a ticket? And I'll send you a link. Um, your panel is really cool, though, because it has... Um, uh, I think it has a good representation of the people that are trying to capture ears here in, in San Francisco. So it has, um, I'm trying to navigate to it really quickly so that... Uh,
0: it has BFFFM's founder, says. who she came from are uh, the old Pirate Cat days. Uh, Amanda Guest, mm-hmm. she started right sort of in that Pirate Cat mutiny changeover uh, and then she started her own BFFFM down the street. She's great. They, they do lots of music. Yeah. They're, they're primarily music. And you probably have Radio Valencia person.
1: I reached out, but mm. uh, 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 didn't hear back but, um, next year, next year. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and then a friend of mine, um, who does a thing called enter talk radio, but that's based down in San Diego. He's driving up to talk about cool. what they're doing with internet radio. And then my friend, uh, Mindy Levine, who uh, was doing a radio in Napa and is now doing uh, marketing down in, S- in San Diego. So she's going to talk about like the overlap between radio and marketing and, cool. um, yeah. And then my friend Alvi who has a show at, uh, so kind of get the full perspective. Of like running a station, having a show, um, a little variety there.
0: Awesome. Nice. I'm super excited that you. Are allowing me be a, to be a part of it. And I have new flyers coming. My flyers Yay. are coming in tonight for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So I'm oh, just very like, cool. I'm all. I, I It's old school band shit, man. I love flyers. That's how they used yeah. to do it. You used to go to someone else's show, and when everyone was in line, you'd pass out flyers. Yeah. And I've done that. I've gone. I've been in other places. Flyer and just, Girl. Yeah, I just well. pass out flyers in line. I just always have flyers because. If I'm giving it to somebody and I tell them a joke or something, they might remember me, and then the yeah. flyer looks cool, and then they keep it and they look at it and they go, "Oh!" And if they think Mutiny Radio, then they can find it. Yeah. And so they just have to think it.
1: I feel like I feel like I I get I get. Let's see, when my numbers aren't where I want on tickets or social media, I go, "Oh, maybe I should make flyers." But then, every time I see a big stack of flyers like collecting dust at some uh, right. business, I'm like no I don't need flyers
3: <laughs> right, right, right. and then when yeah. I say
1: okay I can hit I can hit about 300 people with $3 on Facebook uh, I go I can't I can't hit 300 people with $3 with flyers like that's just not gonna happen yeah. um, so it's like I go back and forth
0: right uh, yeah see I won't I won't give Facebook any money they just they hate me so much I use their algorithms in ways they don't want me to and they oh, yeah. shut me down oh, all, the all the
1: time I got kicked out of there for, for, for six days uh, the last time they kicked me out really
0: why? They commenting on what, things, promoting too much. Really?
1: Yeah. Facebook is weird. They want you to use their platform. They advocate, they use all their tools and then you use all their tools and you're like, you're using this too fast. And you yeah. like, well, yeah. use it slowly. Yeah, exactly. But they let the yeah. Russians do it
0: all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They, they, say, <laughs> they say, we think you're moving too fast. And then you have to fill out this thing of like, are these stoplights yeah. and put, put, push all the buttons but they want to know if I'm a robot and I'm like yeah. I'm not a robot I'm just trying to code just trying to get this done fast yeah. if
1: you're a Russian I robot ser- <laughs> I have certain friends that still can't send me messages because somehow between them and I I got marked as spam so they can't they'll, they'll, they'll like text me and be like hey I'm trying to get a hold of you on Facebook can can you like get, get, get a hold of me it's uh, hard
0: because and I understand this must work for musicians too is that you want to have a platform to run your business for free that's yeah. why I use Facebook yeah. because right. I I can't afford to run a platform, a a large social media platform in another way. So I use this, but then they get they get all poo about you using it for its, they're like, that's not its int. If you're gonna be trying to run a business off it, we wanna make money off you.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, I do spend money and I still get blocked all the time. Okay. Oh, so, so oh, wow, I, so yeah. it doesn't matter either. No. And, they, and it's like, I also like do a lot of events and at one point they'll let you invite 300 people and I'm like, sweet. Yes. And then the next time they'll let me invite 50 and I'm like, what? Let yeah, exactly. Go. And you're paying for it. Yeah, they'll block you from inviting people because they're, I don't get that one. That one, that one, boggles my brain that like they're like you have like I have I have almost 4,000 friends on Facebook I can't invite them all to an event I can invite 300 of them and then huh. I can like if I do invite 300 of them well the next event they're gonna be like mm, the last event you invited 300 so this one you're only allowed to invite 50
0: Fuck you. I, so I used Dictate. to this, yeah. my old trick was that I'd get into the messages and I'd do all the A names everyone who had met, and I'd, I'd send a thing like hey the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming it would be amazing yeah. if you could get tickets and support me and th- they were like, you can't use messages anymore. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'll send messages to people individually. And they're like, you can't use messages anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. I was like, same.
0: So that's what happens what sometimes they- when I try to
2: send out this podcast all the time. Yeah, yeah. They get. They, I was wondering, like, am I doing something wrong? No, no. They just they, they
0: asshole. They don't want. I guess they want everyone to be famous, but. They don't want to help you get there. They
1: want everybody to use their platform, but they don't want you to use their platform.
0: Right. Right. don't get it oh trust me
2: they're they're doing a heck of a job pretty soon ain't nobody gonna be using their platform (laughs) they're doing a real good job fucking people over oh yeah Yeah. i'm I'm sure there's gonna be like another like after facebook because we already have instagram and snapchat and and are people
0: still um, musicians are still on myspace right like they can share a lot of music (laughs) on myspace or no they've all moved to soundcloud i remember myspace used (laughs) to be really big for musicians (laughs)
4: That's cute.
0: but that's the thing is that the musicians they're doing the same type of thing yeah they're trying to at themselves. Where's, so what do you think the future is for how, like, what's the next? Snapchat. Snapchat, but,
1: I don't know. I'm just, how, but, I'm, and also,
0: how can musicians ever make money ever again?
1: Exactly. Can
0: they? I, I feel like it's the same thing with porn stars. Like,
1: Come to the summit and find out.
0: Well, that, okay, so it's the same way. In porn, people don't pay for it anymore. So the only way porn stars make money is when they do guest appearances at strip clubs now, and they have to perform live and do all kinds of crazy or in things. Or the webcam. Right. But their actual doesn't make them any money so it's the same thing with musicians their actual product that they're creating mm-hmm. doesn't seem to make the money so is it all when they tour but when you're touring so much of your money is eaten up in your travel costs and staying and all this kind of, like is is the small musician do they have a future or are they just gonna I think the future
1: is patreon
0: yeah patreon mm-hmm. yeah
1: or like, or like having having giving your fans a direct way to give you money. Um, yeah, but yeah, Patreon's a great one, and they're local. Right. So I know people. Who, I didn't know that this was a platform for for um, for people who took their clothes off to make money. But you can get funding for, for, for that to say, hey, like um, I have a new set of pictures up. You can you can if you become a member, you can get access to them.
2: Wow! Uh, pa- my Patreon. I noticed that on my YouTube channel and a lot of other YouTube channels is um, they link it to their Patreon. So that's something that I've started to
0: notice a lot too with different people's channels. Yeah, so. and the, I we tried to Patreon for a minute, I just can't keep up with all these things. Um, but once they, they subscribe, they stay. So if they say 25 bucks, it's 25 bucks a month. And it just comes out of their bank account and they don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. And it's like, woof, then you've got them. But, yeah. but the thing is you have to upkeep that and give them things like stuff and say thanks and talk to them and I'm just like, ugh, I'm just too busy, I can't, <laughs> I just can't.
1: I'm with you. <laughs> I just here. can't Like I'm please. about to though I'm about to but it, it, I'm worried about that that I'm already stretched thin and I'm like and I'm gonna add Patreon uh, right. or Kickstarter or something
0: I just had to add Instagram and it is killing oh, me oh that new platform called Instagram I know says, I have yeah. a dumb hey, phone hey you I, know what you should sign up for Vine
1: yeah right <laughs> so go check out this thing called Vine
0: so I've never internet dated it's Vine right is no, that dating? no, it doesn't exist For anymore. For some people, maybe. Uh, it was just like the fifteen-second clips and stuff like that. It's no mas. Okay, don't worry good, because I yeah. don't. She's making fun it. of you. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I finally follow us on Mutiny Radio SF. I I finally post things, and I just now I'm like, oh. I, I know. think it's oh, easier on
2: Instagram, though. Really, because I think more people are on Instagram anyway, yeah. and I, you know, compared to like on Instagram you can just send up you can just take a picture of the flyer here and oh, then I'm I'm making flyers and stuff yeah. and sending
0: them. but the problem is that what I've been doing is taking pictures while they're doing their sets and then tagging them and then doing things and then putting them up but then i'm not watching people's sets then i'm not engaging rather than rather than engaging in the comedy that's here that i used to enjoy now i'm worried about running the instagram taking pictures and tagging everything so it's It's, completely it's it's doing exactly what it's meant to do it's taking me out of the moment and it's making me be somewhere else it's making me that's why i hate this shit is that i (laughs) want to just be in the community and i want to enjoy the experience i don't want to be videotaping myself wants to, I just, the narcissism that we're just all involved with now. Everybody wants to see me do this while I'm doing it. Fuck, what the just, fuck?
1: Just do hashtag, to hashtag Latergram. It's fine.
0: Latergram?
1: Yeah, it's old school, but it's fine. What's it, later? You're gonna post it in an hour, not while you're uh, watching yeah. the show.
0: Oh.
1: So post after the show. Cause
0: later
2: That way that. you can enjoy it. Cause I, 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 I don't post everything right at the moment, because I'm like, I like to soak into what I'm Engaging into, especially like at a concert. Notice this: every time that you're at a concert, you don't see lighters, you see phones.
0: Oh yeah! Or <laughs> there, someone made an app with a phone that looked like it had a lighter, lighter. and then you rolled yeah. that up. I've seen that. I, see, that's why I hate the future. I'm just so like, it's just waste the butane. Yeah.
2: There's pros and cons, I think, to it. But I do think you're absolutely right. The part of like, you know, missing out. On, and I'm not talking about, like, FOMO, that shit, the fear of missing out. I'm talking about missing out at the moment when here, while yeah. you're here, like it's, seeing I, something live and in your face.
0: Right. And then I'm worried about taking a picture of it so I can post it so that people can see it later. I'm like, just come visit just Come on over me
1: radio, everybody. Can we um, see your boobs
0: and hairy armpits on Instagram yet? Yeah. I mean, I do some... I, I've done some... Um, I've done some shows here I should post those pictures Why not I've done underwear shows here And I don't shave So um, I have My I have some pictures of me In this weird little Leather pasty bra action With like Weird huge shoes And I don't I like the cheerleader outfit With the abortion Yeah That's one of my fun ones (laughs) (laughs) I've I I have a thing I was I've been raped by the entire football team And there's like blood and Pre me too (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not PC. I don't San Francisco just full of too many snowflakes. Like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna offend you at some point. That's just the way it is. Stop being are. soft. Whatever. So uh last word, Stefan Aronson, everyone yeah. should go right now to Balance Breakfast, either yeah. on Facebook or Eventbrite, and they should buy their tickets for yeah. the summit. Any any person who's involved in music. And uh, they're not
1: expensive, they're thirty nine dollars right now. Oh that's great. Yeah
2: and,
0: and it, Even if you want to be singer. in the
2: business side too that's fascinating yeah,
1: yeah. so we, we always try to specify music industry professionals not specifically musicians
0: yeah nice right. yeah. but yeah. any types of musician EDM yeah rap singer-songwriter any, yeah
1: anybody who's trying to get uh, a, a um, to cre- create create uh, an audience or create a business awesome yeah
0: because music is a business and yeah. they Need to we need to watch out for each other and watch out for the you know, watch out for the, the government. Contracts. They're gonna take yeah <laughs> exactly. all that stuff, but it's because our art. Are we valuing art uh, right now? I don't think in our society we're we're valuing art as a whole, and that sort of that's the only kind of trickle down there is. Is that no one's there's maybe people aren't caring about the artists, or they just because everything just seems free. I th- I th- well. I think well,
2: what a, in the music world would um, I think the problem is is like record companies, which I was going to ask you a question about yeah. how the record companies are kind of like. Uh, they're having they're in trouble yeah um and your opinion about like how you know they are with their artists you know Mm -hmm. because it just seems like now you don't have a lot of artists there's so many artists out there but a lot of them don't have staying power because of the record companies they're just raping them at -hmm. the moment in time just to get your opinion on
1: complicated. It, uh, I think it's complicated because it it it, bodes dis- it 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 brings up the whole question of what's the end goal now? Like yeah. like um, it used to be to get on the radio, but is it still to get on the radio, maybe not. Is is it to get a uh, um, a manager, is it to get a record deal um Maybe not, wow. but, um, the record labels can still help you get access to things that you can't get access to yourself, uh, right. connections or, or, um, people with power. So I think, I think that's kind of the direction that record labels labels are going is granting access to the things that you couldn't get yourself or, 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 um, giving money so that you, so that you you can get your music out there, be it to be streamed instead of purchased on a CD, um. But it's still it's still granting access to things that you couldn't get before in yeah. different ways, though. But um,
2: the scary thing is, like, there's no guarantee. Well, there's, there's no guarantee, guarantee in anything. Well, of well, you getting dropped or what have you. There, there's, like, a nasty little hustle the record companies play. I'm talking, like, more of the major, like, Warner Brothers and shit like that. You know, people, like, you have people like Prince who couldn't get his master's until... You know, a couple of years before he died. You know, stuff like that. So, right, That's I why know you need a lawyer.
0: Yeah, a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> so, everybody, go look at Balanced Breakfast. Yeah, come hang join out with us, us on the 9th of February all day from yep. eleven to five at Piano Fight. At Piano Fight. At Piano Fight. Oh, what a great venue!
1: It is a great venue. Yeah, they're very, they're very accommodating.
0: Yeah, they have those three. So they have that front room, and then they have yep. a smaller theater, and then a, a, a really big, nice theater. Yeah.
1: We'll be drinking in the cabaret and talking in the theaters.
0: Awesome. Nice. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Thank you so much, Stefan Aaronson. Sure. Thanks uh, for having me. This is we'll listen to a little music. Latoya has joined us. We're on the Altacast. We'll be back in a few seconds. Bye
3: for now. Ashes. Bones. Bones. You ashes.
5: Sexy, we're banned by love. We know how hard it is to love yourself. And to love somebody else, well, that can be impossible. So maybe this song right here can give you the words that you need to say. Yes, I'm loving. Intelligent too. Sweetness in everything you do. He's my whole world with you. Your delicate smile, you're so precious. Starless dressing, well, it's not what this is about. No, there's a pain, there's a pain that lies deep inside. And as time goes on, it gets harder to hide And I feel it in my heart, and I know you do too But there's just no other way So I'm asking you to take off your pain Say. So take off your pain Trend, but you're not safe here. Yeah, yeah. I need-
0: That was amazing. That was Planet Booty with Take Off Your Pants. Uh, Thanks to Stefan Aronson at Balanced Breakfast telling us about Planet Booty out of Oakland blowing up out there. Some local music. Singing their asses off. That was was great. And I like their shtick and their givement. Yeah, and they can dance too. Planet Booty. They're fun. They seem like they're fun. So thank you again, Stefan Aronson. Uh, We're back on the Altacast here on Mutiny Radio with Got uh educated about news? The, music. the the government's back up the government ah, works again yay the government till february 15th till february 15th <laughs> Suckers. yeah <at> february 15th <laughs> uh i think they're gonna take it all away again yeah we'll
2: see. we shall see we'll, so, we'll see
0: that wall ain't getting built though i hope not
2: it, it ain't getting built i well it ain't getting built
0: it better not mm. everyone I've been wearing my uh funk fuck trump jacket uh, unabashedly in front of children even lately and no one has a problem with it every I've been getting old ladies there was a lady an old lady at the at the bar on Monday was it Monday open my was it Sunday Anyways, I'm an open mic, and she said, "I would like to buy you a drink because of that jacket." I would like to buy you a beer, making friends, making friends, making friends with clientele at the OMG. That's awesome. Bought me a bought me a beer because she she's like, "I fuck that guy, fuck that guy." <laughs> Old ladies on the bus, same thing. They're like in a lot of uh, Hispanic ladies are, and you'd think that they would not be okay with the f bomb, but they're giving me the thumbs they're up and nodding their up. heads. Everybody loves it. Because
2: he, he's bringing out, I'm not going to say the worst, but he's actually, he brings out the worst in people. Yeah. let's Fuck it. It's, a, it's bad news.
0: It's, yeah. He, uh, he's a, yeah. I looked him up today. I put in bad news and <laughs> it said bad news for Donald Trump came up and I was like, wow. Like people really are, like there's just updates. We've got um, news updates up to the minute of what ridiculous things he's done now. Uh, I wish that we were talking about impeachment. That would be great. But that's not happening yet.
2: Oh, so did you hear about the CEO of Starbucks? What's his name? Howard Schultz. He's trying to run as um independent. Oh man. He's trying to be the next uh Ross Perot aka Ralph Nader who mm. I just aged myself. I love Ralph Nader. Um but he didn't help with the 2000 election. I know, I know. But I um, love Ralph Nader. Though. But so this Howard Schultz guy, he's the CEO of Starbucks. Terrible coffee. Um but he does his employees pretty good from what I hear. Like he Pays even his part-time folks uh, insurance uh, and then free uh,
0: tuition. So okay, but has he ever has he ever run for office? Has no, he that's, okay. I, that's, that's exactly, exactly what the problem. Where I was gonna is. Go. That's this, exactly it's going to go. We're going to have with. another person that doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Another you know what's billionaire. Happening? Do you know why our country right now is what was on strike or Take whatever away, the fuck man. happened? Is it? Our president doesn't know how to do anything political. He has no idea. He has no experience. We could have we could have elected the oh, I don't know, Secretary of Fucking State. You we, we gave the power to a person who has no Experience. experience in politics at all. You know, the previous president to that, Mr. Barack Obama, he studied constitutional law. He, he was, was a constitutional lawyer. He He's spent his life before he was even a senator. Though community he, was, activists. he studied the fucking Constitution. Ask, I bet if we asked Donald Trump the first three words of the Constitution, <laughs> he would not know what they are. That's because they aren't I, the Donald Trump. It's we, the people, you fuckbag. bag. <laughs> I, the Donald Trump say it doesn't matter. Don't know how to read, watch TV all the time. He I'm an American I have a friend her name is Nancy. Well, uh so, so this Howard, Howard Schultz, Schultz 2020 politics. Fuck this guy. You know he looks like um Gavin Newsom a little bit in that no, picture. No, he do-
2: Gavin Newsom hot. That dude well, is, he looks a little Howard like Schultz Gavin Newsom not hot.
0: <laughs> but uh but so
2: yeah, he's just another billionaire that wants to put his you know hand in who wants to be a contender? Which is, I don't think he, it's like, I think he's doing this for publicity because he has a book out, which is really fucked up. Well, what, what um, he needs to
0: say is, um, hey, racist America, don't worry. I hate black people too. People at Starbucks, they totally racially profile and we don't let them use bathroom unless they pay for it, but right? we're
2: going to give a sensitivity training yeah, on sensitivity this. Yeah, sensitivity training. Yeah, and then you won't Just be racist, racist after me. that. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so he, he he put his bid in. But here's the problem. I mean, all of it's a problem. He has no experience, number one. Number two, he's another billionaire. And... He hasn't even talked about policy. The only thing he's talked about is what Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has been putting out there, and a lot of people, uh, about seventy percent of the American people, agree with this seventy percent tax. 70 percent tax. Yeah, that we talked about yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not I'm for down. it because you know why? He's a billionaire. That's they're gonna tax him. That doesn't mean he's gonna get sax, sax, taxed, taxed seventy percent of all
0: his earnings. That's not how it goes. But, but it should I really enjoy the whole like thing that San Francisco did with the if you make over 30 million dollars in our city then that gets heavily taxed or or actually actually it's a minor tax it's point it's a half a percent tax so it's not that much but I think that individuals, if you make over $5 million, fuck you. All your money should go to us. How much more money do you need? You need more than $5 million a year. Who do you think you are? Well, living what here in San fuck? Francisco, what probably. What kind of world? But that's the thing, is that what kind of world do people need to create for themselves to make them quote-unquote happy that costs $5 million? Well,
2: I hate to break it to you, but $5 million living in this
0: town ain't shit anymore. It, <laughs> it is! A year? So you buy a house with the first bit, and then you live... I mean, but that's the thing is... What are you buying? Do you do you buy everybody five dollar lattes every day? Like, I mean, I wouldn't I w- mind. I wouldn't mind if rich people actually did nice things, like tip. I mean, seriously, Ooh. no, seriously. Last night I only made twenty dollars in tips. That's hilarious. and I worked. I worked a five hour shift, and I ran, I busted my ass. I made twenty bucks. Well, like, what's you going to do with that $20, America? I'm going to buy alcohol. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put it right back she into might, the bar where I some, work. If, it's, <laughs> going, it's going right back to Bender's. <laughs> that's where you, you get the money, and it goes right back into the company store. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? True. That's I like it to works. drink.
2: Um, but the the thing, this dude, yeah, like he... Free coffee for everyone? I'll, I'll Right, go for that would be coffee. nice. He, okay, so he is not for single payer. Now he, I saw him like on the View because I don't know why I watched that show. Um, just want to watch I just, bitches argue. Yeah, I feel like I do like to like you watch. Know, yeah,
0: <laughs> I like Whoopi. Yeah, She's
2: I guess my I do. She's right. I like to listen to bitches argue. It's good, um, but. They were talking to him and one of the commentators, uh, Sonny Halston was asking, Why if you wanna if you wanna be involved in government and politics, why don't you start small? Like run for city council. Right, right, or right. For right.
0: Mayor, this is what run I said to Governor Oprah. Yeah. Well if Oprah there was a there was a council seat or something on in San or er, where she, lives. where she lives down in Southern California and she wanted to run for president I'd be like go do that yeah. for two years and then run you have be to have mayor. some experience yeah be a mayor be in some kind of politics right this don't is just jump into oh. Oh, especially when you're completely out of touch billionaire Howard Schultz doesn't know the cost of a box of Cheerios Ooh, former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz who has announced that he's considering running for president in 2020 as an independent candidate failed an infamous litmus test on Wednesday after Schultz asserted the hosts of MSN NBC's Morning Joe that he's in touch with the average American because he's walked in their shoes and has been on both sides of the equation. Mika Brezneski asked him how much an 18-ounce box of Cheerios cost. The billionaire didn't answer, I don't eat Cheerios, I'm sorry, he said. An 18-ounce box of Cheerios, America's most popular breakfast cereal, costs around $4, or nearly what can you can expect to pay for a Grande size drink at Starbucks. When told the Cheerios cost, Schultz looked surprised and said, That's a lot. <laughs> Schultz is far from the first wealthy American to have trouble with a question. Supermarket prices have tripped up politicians and plutocrats for decades. In 1992, former then-president George H.W. Bush caught flack after admitting in a debate he didn't know the price of a gallon of milk. That same year, he took a trip to the grocery store, which the New Yorker Times covered in a story titled, Bush Encounters the Supermarket Amazed. (laughs) This is for checking out, Bush asked, gesturing to one of the price scanners. I just took a tour through the exhibits here, he later told grocers, amazed by some of the technology. Similarly, Mitt Romney praised the amazing touchscreen menus at Wawa during his 2012 presidential campaign. He also repeatedly refers to the popular convenience store as Wawa's. President Donald Trump, too, has made comments that would have led some to wonder why, whether he's familiar with grocery stores. If you go out and want... if you, want, if you go out and you want to buy groceries, you need a picture on a card. You need an ID. <laughs> he said at an event at Florida State Fairgrounds in 2018. You go out and you buy anything. You need an ID and you need your picture. <laughs> During the shutdown, he implied that furloughed workers could ask their grocers to work along with them if they didn't have money to buy food. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to go to El Matate and ask them to work along with me because I would like a chili relleno. Can you work with Can me? Can you work with me on this? I don't have the money for it. But Here, if you could work with me, here's what
2: I'm suggesting for those who watch and listen to this: go to a Trump property if you have one, eat, and then ask them if they could work along with yeah, you oh my God, to see, that's such like, good hey, idea. you know, I I'm out of work
0: right now. Can you work with me? Can you work with, with me with this steak dinner? Oh my God. Does he have uh, Well he used to own A line of steaks So we should Actually yeah. He used to have Trump steaks Ugh. Which was a, It didn't work I bet out I you that was Some cheap ass meat I, too. Who knows But he used to sell it For lots of money To people and yeah. To their homes But he should have Given everybody It wasn't everybody. even Kobe Either Oh, no. On an episode of The Ellen Show last year, Bill Gates admitted to host Ellen DeGeneres he hasn't been in a grocery store in a long time. He guessed that a bag of frozen pizza rolls might be $22, and that artichoke dip would have to be at least $10. Most cost both less. He's so out of touch with regular people he should run for president, someone joked in a YouTube comment section. The responses to Schultz's potential presidential bid have been mixed. Steve Dosey, co-host of Fox & Friends, said he'd be a formidable presidential candidate, and former Vice President Joe Biden called Schultz smart as hell. But some Democrats fear Schultz could split the vote against Trump and assure the current president another four years. Others argue that his extreme wealth makes him unsuitable for the presidency. One person voicing that concern is authored Anard Girardas, who was on the set of Morning Joe today with Schultz. In his book, Winner Takes All, Gerard Hadas argues that despite their promises, the elite usually are ineffective at solving the world's issues and that they may, they're may they more likely to preserve the status quo while maintaining or promoting their reputations. As Gerard Hadas wrote on Twitter, he gave Schultz a copy of the book with the inscription, with the hope that these pages inspire you to find ways to serve without having to lead. Schultz's team did not respond to uh, for that for a request to comment. Well, so he doesn't know the price of a box of cereal. It's the I, same price as his uh, his latte, or right. is it a vente a latte? Who is this? It's oh probably sweet. I gift. can't even see. Mauricio Lilet something has been trying to call us for a while. I don't know who you are, Mauricio, but but hey, I'm not, we're not. I'm not going to answer because you keep saying. calling at weird times. So another billionaire uh, Kamala Harris is putting her oh
2: yeah. hat got, in the ring I've got some things to say about her yeah let's um, get into that and a lot of black people do too I'm going to keep it real about her I wanted to go to her coming out uh, uh, nominee thing on Sunday I missed it mm. I'm sad about that I am not excited about her running okay why when she was attorney general here she pretty much locked up a lot of black and brown people. Hmm. Um, there is the truancy thing; she wanted to lock up parents for their children uh, being truant. On wow. Schools. Um, she's kind of the thing with the mass incarceration. She didn't help with. Even her family even questioned her um, strategy on you know, you know, her when she was the AG here. But she's. She knows politics. She's been. She's a lawyer. I'm still going with Elizabeth Warren. Oh Um, wow, is she running? uh, Yeah, really. But she's not gonna. I don't think she's gonna make it. It's too early for me to even really be throwing my hat in. But here's the thing, I, I think a lot of, and I'm gonna speak for, uh, black people right now. I think some of us, when Barack came in, we were very happy to see a new face someone that we thought was change now i think the black population got at the short end of the stick with barack obama because we kept seeing barack his policies some of his policies did not help the black community enough um his agenda and i can understand that with his first term the first term you have to play the game because he wants the second term by 2012 i think he should have did more for the black community um and I think we're also now skeptical with Kamala because we're actually paying attention to her records now of what she, you know what she did as Attorney General and what have you, and that is a red flag for us because of the main issue in the Black community and Brown community is mass
0: incarceration. It's it's a huge it's a, yeah, and so we've watched the we know it's like we all know now that there's, that there's right systematic racism in the country puts. Disproportionate amounts of and black she didn't and brown help. people she in She helps with the problem when the when the when the drug problems and when the crime problems are across the board the same via any race. For some reason, we continue to Lock incarcerate black and brown groups. people. I love Elizabeth Warren. She proposes a new wealth tax on very rich Americans. God bless her. Proposes an annual wealth tax on Americans with more than fifty million in assets. Yeah, you fucking assholes. If you own more than fifty million in assets, yeah. I mean, I. why, wh- how much do you need? There are people living on this street. There are people that are over 60 years old that sleep on the fucking ground. I'm 44, I sleep in a bed and it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. It hurts. I get up, my butt hurts. My, it's like, my it's, and I sleep in a bed. There were old people on the ground. Shame on us. We shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. Uh, there shouldn't be people without. There shouldn't be people over sixty that aren't taking care of that sleep on the street. Uh, Americans that make over fifty million in assets, according to an economist advising her on the plan as Democratic leader. Vie increasingly aggressive solutions for the nation's soaring wealth inequality. Emmanuel Sayas and Gabriel Zuckman, two left-wing economists at the University of California, Berkeley, have been advising Warren on a proposal to levy a two percent wealth tax on Americans with assets over fifty million, as well as a three percent wealth tax on those have more than one billion. Yeah Mm -hmm. one Mm two percent? Three percent? How greedy are you? I mean, I know the people that are listening to this aren't the greedy fucks that I'm talking about, but I want to ask these people, what makes them so entitled that they think they need so much more than everyone else, so much more, not just a little more than everyone else, but an egregiously excessive amount of money, and you're such a greedy fuck, and you all your tax loopholes, oh, i have a job creator.
2: Right. My thing is that I don't mind people being wealthy and rich and being billionaires. My thing is being taxed appropriately on how much you make and how much compared to
0: us little folk. The top 1% now own as much as the bottom 95%. So all the 95 of us, Mm -hmm. the 1%, own as much as all of us together which is insane that's crazy the wealth tax would raise 2.75 trillion over a 10-year period from about 75 75,000 families or less than 0.1 percent of u.s households oh you super rich evil people evil it's evil for you to do this it's evil for you to take 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 and i bet most, most of most well, we're good christian people no you're greedy fucks you're greedy well- how
2: much do you need Well, this is why people like Howard Schultz wanted to run, because he wants to avoid people like Elizabeth Warren, because that's going to affect him. Not God forbearing, he gets broke anytime soon, which that's far from
0: a distance because he is a fucking billionaire. Three percent tax if you make over a billion dollars. You make over a billion dollars. I made twelve thousand dollars last year. Doesn't
2: the average American make about sixty thousand or something, or seventy five? Yeah, like the average, I would say that's a good guess. Which I mean, which is which is like a dime to a billionaire. Anyway, that's pocket change for them, but for us regular folk, it's it, it means something, and that's why I I, I like Elizabeth Warren because she's talking. She doesn't. She's talking about having an equal wealth gap which will affect all people and that includes people of color as well because we like we said we have uh, we have an issue with economic biases yeah um and then another reason why on going back to kamala she is a corporate democrat
0: Mm. She has super packs. Yes, she is for sixty-one thousand three hundred seventy-two. Good job. Yeah, I figured that's the that's the mean. The mean in the middle. Yeah,
2: yeah. But you know, she's a corporate Democrat, so she kind of reminds me
0: of Hillary. Yeah, (laughs) just darker. The Warren wealth tax is pretty big. We should think it would have a significant effect on wealth concentration in the long run, Sayas says in an interview. This is a very interesting development with deep root causes. The fact inequality has been increasing so much, particularly in wealth, and the feeling our current tax system doesn't do a very good job at taxing the very richest people. Warren's proposal includes at least three new mechanisms to combat tax evasion, according to a person familiar with the plan. Those are significant increase in funding for the Internal Revenue Service, a mandatory audit rate requiring a certain number of people who pay the wealth tax to be subject to an audit every year, and a one-time tax penalty for those who have more than $50 million to try and renounce their U.S. citizenship. they're like their money's so important that they're like I'm gonna get the fuck out of this country exactly yeah bye bye you poor people are so of my amazing wealth that I'm not gonna be an American anymore really really and by the way
2: all of our tax dollars the majority of the time are going to like infrastructure. Those rich people have to drive on the roads too. Yeah. What about you? education? It's, let's just let's just keep all the
0: Americans dumb so they'll buy our products keep us rich. But hey how can you buy anything when you ain't got no money. That's true too. too. I know <laughs> Warren's wealth tax proposal reflects the Democratic Party's leftward drift on economic policy and tax issues. Democratic politicians have traditionally shied away from proposing how they would raise revenue, being fear of branded tax and spend liberals, said Jim Manley, who served as an aide for, to former Senate Majority Leader Harry M. Reid. as and Zuckman later this week published an op-ed in the New York Times about a proposal by Republican a representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to raise marginal tax rates to 70% on income over $10 million. A plan the economists would would help combat an inequality crisis akin to climate change. Good, I believe. Yeah, 70%, girl. It's a pretty dramatic change that shows how much the party has evolved, Manley said. It's not where everyone in the party is now, but it's an awful lot of people. The Republicans are likely to seize on the plan as another example of Democrats looking... To tax Americans hard-earned gains Even though it would apply only to a tiny percentage of the population In their major tax overhaul past December 2017 Republicans significantly hiked the threshold for the federal estate tax Exempting estates with assets of $11.4 million or less from paying it They have often referred to this provision as the dex death test Basically, they're 100% against Marxism They're saying that when somebody dies all the money should stay in the family whereas marxists say money should never stay in the family the wealth should always go back to the state and be distributed among all the people who are equal because all of their wealth and labor all their labor should be valued equally but in our country people that do manual labor are somehow second-class citizens and it's not fair because it's hard work and why don't we get that va- why don't why we value certain things and we why we value Instagram influencers instead of me standing on my fucking feet for five hours cooking hamburgers and food for the hungry drunk people. Or teachers. Why? Or teachers. Or I mean people who, you know, who has the worst job? People who, uh, the Orkin man, people who kill little mice and rats and have to get bugs out of your house and keep the spiders away. I feel... Terrible for them, and I bet they make 18 bucks an hour. I bet the people that clean rat traps make minimum wage. Well, I feel sorry for
2: the government workers because they don't get paid they shit. Get paid. And I mean,
0: and some of those people Are aren't
4: paid.
2: Yeah, I, did you say back pay? I wish they would get back pay. I, three I, days I, early I, early. I, that's my question. Are they going to get? I mean, we even pay? treat our government employees like Garbo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they work for the fucking government. It's yeah. And then you know, we're, we're not even going to get into corporate America because you have the people like a couple years ago, she um, Wells Fargo got fined because of her mm. and what have you um, but it was the little people that actually uh, that worked for Wells Fargo paid the price so their values
0: you know. Uh, no, the people. do we have any weed? yeah it's, uh, I have a joint over here I'll get it for you a like, sec and Zuckman initially evaluated a proposal at Warren's request to levy a 1% wealth tax on income above 10 million rather than a 2% wealth tax above 50 million according to January 14th letter um Whatever. You make 10 million tax... 1%. Really? 1% is so much for you? Come on. It just makes me crazy. The thing is
2: like... I believe they had that same tax percentage of 7% during the Eisenhower administration in which that's when the economy was booming for white people. Um, And people were able to buy homes. I think we talked about this last week again. Like a majority of Americans were able to buy homes with their kids through school and the economy was going pretty great because those people, uh, the corporate uh, uh, corporations and wealthy people were taxed around that same percentage. And then it all fell out after Reagan came in. Mm-hmm. So,
0: mm, fucking Reagan. right now, uh, fucking Reagan. I fucking hate Reagan. Well, I just, I really feel like it's time to to tax the rich. Fuck you don't yeah. get to keep if if Kylie Jenner got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for one treat tweet for the festival that didn't even happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Fuck, fuck right?
2: <laughs> you didn't do. You just used your little fingers just to type in some words, and you got twenty
0: Gs. Hey, that's some shit? Because we, because somehow she's valued because she's pretty and has this name and has this clout in American. She's, got a family she's full American of princess now, I guess, or whatever. And so Persian princess, and so we somehow think special people. We wanna. We, think, we, we we assume that that's okay. It's Kylie Jenner.
2: She deserves it. How? 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 Man, how, man. How, how? What, what did $250, she
0: do- $250,000. Hey, if you're listening to Mutiny Radio, can you go press that donate button, please?
2: We're not asking for really, $20,000. I'd really
0: like to pay myself for January, and I, right now I can't. I just need just press the button press please. the donate
4: please por favor
0: yeah i mean really and the if you're a stand-up comedian oh and our instagram please mutiny radio sf join us and coming soon is the festival please come to the festival please you we have it's less so than two fun that it's, it's a month it's a month from friday we yeah. start a month from friday it's crazy um just come just buy tickets now and uh, come support Mutiny Radio because this is like one of the last bastions of free speech and we're really trying to hold it together. Every week I try to hold it together on this show even though I'm so angry. I'm so angry at what's happening in our world right now. It's And it, how do we rise up? We can't. Smoke weed. I, yeah, we're going to smoke some weed. Um, spark, spike up, spark up. Uh, if you could click a couple things back so that we can, pl- when, whenever it says booty, the, the, the booty band again just keep backing up oh not that maybe uh, on the on the find 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 some music there was it was was it was booty something but it would be it it would actually be on the on the little square itself not on the top thing because the top thing is going through
2: planet booty
0: oh planet booty perfect planet booty we're back planet booty enjoy Uh, Planet Booty, that was Das Booty by Planet Booty. We were playing it. Uh, that's good stuff. That was pretty good. I, Baby we like that. Butt. We thanks Stefan Aronson of Balanced Breakfast for um, putting them into Sorry our existence. Eager holders. So I found this. I'm very excited about because um, we've talked about this on the Alticast. My boyfriend. Yes, went I love the of separation of this with Stephen Miller. <laughs> it's funny because they're the same age. There's a picture of Stephen Miller and he's like bald and. And not, he's not an attractive fellow. Uh, and he's the same age as my beautiful boyfriend.
2: Look how ugly. He's 33, 32. He's 33. Yeah, he's 30, Look at that 33.
0: skin. Yep. My boyfriend turns 34 this year. Oh my God. But Your he's 33 right now. Your boyfriend hot. He does. He is. And it's funny. He went to high school with this guy. So he tells a story about when he was in high school. And this Stephen Miller guy was running for office, and he said, You should just throw your trash on the ground because we have people to clean that up, and that's what janitors' jobs are for. That means the Mexicans. Yeah, the brown people. The brown He's, people. He's so, this is a funny article um, that says Stephen Miller has orchestrated Trump's most horrible policies. Why doesn't he get the credit? remember back when we were still trying to figure out who was really running the Trump ship and all sorts of people were being tagged as the real brains behind the president and then they'd get fired and the fun could start again for the first few months of the Trump administration everyone was calling Steve Bannon the puppet master behind the whole operation and we followed Bannon slavishly collecting posts that he was the grim reaper behind bumbling Trump this narrative stuck until Bannon bragged about his position it was the brains a little bit too much Ultimately, Trump ousted him. After Bannon landed on the cover of Time magazine in February 2017, Trump began snarking about him. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal in April 2017, he called Bannon merely, A guy who works for me. A guy who works for me. And by August 2017, Bannon was now gone. Poof. For a while after that, we allowed ourselves to believe that John Kelly was Trump's real brain or that Jared Kushner was Trump's real brain or variously... All sorts of people who had fallen in and out of Trump's favor. Occasionally, we even thought that Donald Trump himself was Donald Trump's real brain. That's still a working hypothesis. But you know who we don't talk about as the real brain behind the Trump administration? Stephen Miller and this is weird frankly because no one has been a more consistent architect of Trump and Trumpism than 33 year old Miller. He was the cruel visionary behind the family separation policy which he gleefully crowed about and the demented champion of Trump's recent wall building hostage spree. (coughs) Wow. He was the primary author of the speech about the pretend crisis that necessitated this wall. <laughs> and also, he was behind slashing refugee admission policies and, famously, the Muslim band. His nativist fingerprints were all over Trump's most recent efforts to reach a compromise on reopening the government which was larded up with cruel poison pills that would have hurt the same people Miller had spent two years trying to hurt in the open. I think it's done, I know I'm okay. good. And this week, we hear that Cliff Sims' new all tell-all tell all insider book, Team of Vipers, which goes on sale Tuesday, Miller once told Sims, I would be happy if not a single refugee foot ever touched American soil. This guy, always saying the quiet parts out loud. So how come we don't ever talk about that guy as Trump's brain? Given Miller's primacy in so much of Trump's policymaking and the ways in which his immigration vision has become the signature issue from which the president is seemingly unable to back away, it seems that Miller is Trump's real Spangali, the enduring power behind the throne. Virtually all of Trump's A team is long gone. Shouldn't we be crowning Miller as the winning contestant on the House White House Celebrity Apprentice? We- He's not fired. <laughs> I like he's, his brain. He's racist and I like it. He's this ugly guy, a sin, but his brain's good. This guy's got something to say about brown people. I think I always he's said they were something. rapists. He's got I said they were criminals and rapists, and this guy, this guy, guy. He's got something. There that ugly crown. He got it. <laughs> so he's that guy. We should, but we are not. Partly, it seems to be because Miller doesn't seek out that distinction. In a definitive profile in The Atlantic, McKay Coppins writes, Miller is content to be a staffer instead of a star. I heard variations of this line from several people in the administration, and at first I was skeptical. Given his lifelong penchant for attention-getting provocation, could he truly be content playing the part of obedient lieutenant? But it turns out Miller has always found ways to channel his talent for trolling into the less visible work of government policy making A political... Politico profile by Nahal Tusi from August arrived at a similar conclusion. Not only does Miller avoid taking credit, he also avoids even the appearance of taking credit. Miller deliberately limits his paper trail and tries to make his ideas sound like they are being generated by others. As Tusi reported, a former West Wing aide said Miller would at times ask people in the White House to send him suggested inserts for the president's speeches that he wanted to include. It seemed to be Miller's way of making it appear the ideas originated from someone beside himself. I never understood it, the former aide said. He had the power to put it in himself. All this is compelling, but it's still only a half answer. It cannot be the case, because Miller goes out of his way to act behind the scenes. We have all come to agree that he isn't the driving force behind the most enduring trumpist policies could it be that miller is just excruciatingly bad at being a public face of anything his handfuls of effort put him into the spotlight seem to backfire spectacularly spectacularly being escorted off a cnn set and painfully caught with (laughs) spray on hair and no matter how infrequently they occur at least one vision of this story holds that Miller is more or less the Trump administration's toxic waste guy. He's only ever given the spotlight to publicly defend positions no one can get bare to give voice to. And each time he is tasked with that, he screws it up. But so massively that we are essentially unable to consider him a mastermind of anything. This guy might be, he might be the. He might be Satan in, incarnate. He I might know, actually be. The anti- he might be the Antichrist. Though it makes sense. He's like yeah. Kaiser Sose. He like he like gets the limp. Remember, remember yeah. when Kevin Spacey verbal and he's got the limp. Ugh. He limped, and because he, no one looks at the limpy guy. No one. No one suspects the cripple. No one suspects the ugly guy with the spray on hair. You know that's funny that you say that
2: because Kaiser you know because you know kevin spacey's in trouble with about little boys and
0: shit kaiser Sozi! no so well the, kevin spacey that was different he was also a child himself maybe he was like 19 it was like a oh no no there's an again the, yeah see because i heard that when he was like 18 or 19 and he was at there's a 16 summer year camp. old boy he was, got drunk
2: oh uh, sweetheart he another one mm. that's another r kelly put that on the yeah,
0: he like him young, but go ahead, Kaiser. Uh, yeah, I think this guy's Kaiser Soze, yeah. but but I th- this is someone else who's writing this, not me. So this is I should tell you guys who oh, actually, wrote this. Dahlia Lithwick wrote this. So when she's when I say she, I because enjoy it's very it too. true. But I think this brings us to the possible secret of Stephen Miller's quasi miraculous ability to survive the Trump administration while leaving such a silent yet indelible mark. He actually revels in the Trump's basest of cruelties. It's easy to think of Miller as an almost sinister but pathetic cartoon figure. The high school troll character William Shakespeare would have chucked because he's too absurd before he went with the lesser villain Iago. But unlike, say, Sims, who penned Team of Vipers in in part as expiation for letting down his Christian faith in his servants to the Trump administration, Miller truly owns the acts of cruelty Sims decries Uh, as a means of advancing his personal and political interests. Sims is frustrated that Trump doesn't change refugee policies to privilege persecuted Christians. As he writes, Miller just hates refugees. And so Sims absolves himself by writing a book, distancing himself from Trump's brutality. Miller stays on the inside, effectuating that brutality for its own sake. As the heap of purely transactional players in the Trump administration trotters even higher, Miller should get credit for not being simply instrumental. He'll do the job anonymously. He'll do it unpersuasively. He'd likely do it for free. He'll do it from a train in the rain. It's what he is. Miller isn't in it for the glory or for the short hop to permanent Fox News gig or to sell memoirs. He's the most authentic Trumpist there is, Enabling, enabled and enabling. He has probably never gotten credit as Trump's brain because unlike some of the folks who are just in it for the ride, it's act- now actually possible to tell where one begins and the other ends. Ooh, he the devil, y'all. He the devil. He
2: the devil. He enjoying this, but you know, it's always the ugly ones, isn't it? It's, I just, it's always, like, if y'all ever, if, if you saw the interview of Stephen Miller on, uh, what was it, was it on Jake Tapper? Oh, it was hilarious. Oh, because it was painful. Because he, he's that, he's that, he's that geek, but he's that, he, he's, he would be
0: the school shooter. Here it is. Stephen Miller's, Stephen Miller's cringeworthy campaign speech for student government. This is, this is yes, the real thing long before Trump's. So this is, this is an old, this is old. This is from 17, but the, here, this is the real thing. Long before Trump, your president was Trump's in the crowd. Thir- yeah. 31 <laughs> year old aide, Stephen Miller was shaping policy for the white house and making questionable allegations about voter fraud. He was booed off the stage at a, as a student during a speech to his classmates at Santa Monica high school. That moment was recalled on Twitter. In recent days, by Milwaukee Brewers player Cody Decker, who attended the same liberal California high school as Miller, and it was ca- and was captured in a video obtained this week by the Washington Post. Yeah, your your boyfriend went to school with some players. Yeah, you know. right. Decker tweeted about the high school memory after decidedly mixed debut on the Sunday Show circuit, where Miller, who served as Trump's speechwriter, blah 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 blah. Okay, so let's listen to it. ha <laughs> this one will pick it up it's just thinking oh uh, but this'll this is uh, i mean i'm just not going to plug in the thing i'm just going to put my microphone up to it so it can hear but the problem is that it's it's thinking it's trying to find this video it's, it's we buffer the it buffering buffering yeah but this is God. this is washington post
2: if if he looked horrible when he was in high school too he looked like a 30 year old man he
0: did yeah wow
2: he's like It's, what's that movie? Benjamin
0: Buttons, but like. Benjamin buttoning the wrong direction. Yeah. (laughs) Like his hairline, but a bunch. So this was some of the, the stuff. Hi, I'm Stephen Miller, he begins, as classmates can be heard hissing. Some of you may or may not know who I am. I will say and I will do things that no one else in their right mind would do, he says later in the speech. Still later, Miller announced to the crowd, his voice rising, am I the only one who is sick and tired of being told to pick up my trash when we have plenty of janitors who are paid to do it for us? Eventually, Miller can be seen on the video laughing as he is pushed off stage as his classmates continue to boo. A friend of Miller's, Chris Mortiz, is captured in the video saying that the janitor line was a joke. Wow uh, his, the, He said his Miller speech Had been delivered as satire A Stephen Colbert style routine That was a deviation from his political activities I think everyone at the time Especially those who knew Stephen Understood this was a senior prank <laughs> The video includes only a few clips from Miller's speech. A spokeswoman for the school district said officials have been unable to locate the full video of the speech. Miller declined to comment. A White House official emailed the statement calling it pathetic that the Post thinks a 15-year-old high school teenage boy is newsworthy. In an interview, Decker said, recalled that Miller's speech was short and punctuated by jeers throughout. Literally, it took 15 seconds of what he was saying for the booze to really start, he said. (sighs) I just remember it started and it was exceedingly contentious, Decker recalled. Then it turned volatile, about as fast as you can imagine. And it turned out he had to be removed from the stage because he wouldn't leave. It was cringeworthy. So there we go. That's what we'll close. That's on our Stephen. Yeah.
2: So we birthed the devil. I'm sure his parents are proud.
0: Well, <laughs> they must be.
2: I no. His uncle came out talking about him too. How much of it? God, he, that head, he looks like. Um, would that be Brain
0: from Pinky in the Brain? He looks like baby. a villain. Uh, this is this is very funny. Ugh, Read this, smile. Stephen Miller. <laughs> this is by someone named uh, Randall Colburn. Um. Read this. Stephen Miller was a real piece of shit in high school and college, too. (laughs) Uh... A senior advisor, policy, and speechwriter, the sallow-eyed Buster Bluth, was not only seen for his influence on immigration reform in surface and Trump's rhetoric, but he also outlasted many of his colleagues in the killing field of Trump's White House. But Trump loves a firebrand. And let us not forget that Miller once said at a press conference that the famous, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses poem on the Statue of Liberty should not inform American immigration policy because it was not added to Liberty Island until 17 years after the statues unveiling (laughs) new piece in the New York Times explores the man behind those moments and finds plenty of reasons why Miller's informative performative trollish and aggressively racist antics in high school and college had the GOP salivating after him here's just a smattering of them as recounted by Miller's old classmates and colleagues in a campaign speech in high school he said about the Janners. Am I the only one who is sick and tired of being told to pick up my trash when there are plenty of janitors who are paid to do it for us? He jumped uninvited into the final stretch of a girl's track meet, apparently intent on proving his athletic supremacy over the opposite sex. He railed, he ra- he railed against bilingual announcements asking in a local editorial why there were usually very few, if any, Hispanic students in my honors classes, despite the large number of Hispanic students that attend our school. Latino students remembered. Uh, Latino students remembered him engaging them outside group meetings, asking why they required a separate forum to discuss issues of identity and chafing at Spanish being spoken in the halls. Oh. Uh, my Jonathan is bilingual. He was in the their bilingual program. Jason Islas, a friend, was informed by Miller that their friendship needed to end because of Islas' social awkwardness, acne specked face, and his Latino heritage. Okay. These are the people in charge of our government right now. <laughs> we've got two mean we've got two mean dudes. That I'm sure or maybe they're sharing the same porn stars those poor sex workers I no, mean my god Stephen Miller's not getting ass no he's well sex workers thank you for doing your job yeah you I do a great cause but you do not they don't, I know they don't tip and they don't say thank you but I respect you I
2: bet you he's into some real kink like doo doo poo poo shit yeah, who knows you he's, can look at that he's with that a file face. Of dog shit that's for sure yeah, yeah.
0: alright this has been the AltaCast AltaCast
2: bye. bye oh shit I could've did that
0: oh no it's okay I could be okay. <laughs> Close
6: Bye. I hit the breaker, my pulse blind like this. And you like that. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a paddle? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas wow. of Mutiny Radio FM. From there, you can and captain you your own pirate ship know? as you sail through over forty-four different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming. The Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Aciento. Aciento, take a seat at Aciento on 21st and Bryant
7: For a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. At me, me radio.fm. it's a great place to listen to crazy things.
0: Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt, and hoodie designs, and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco in the Bay Area. Subliminal SF
8: It's a cash conk, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more
6: than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl!